Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always is B to the L to the A to the K to the E, Harrison. Hello. I love that. Just we do that every freestyled time. it, mate. We did freestyle it in so many ways. <laughs> it was free of style, um, but it was great. Um, yeah. This is a little bonus episode. We weren't expecting to do this, were we? I'm still in my Christmas jumper. You are, mate. You are, but keep it festive. So we, we've just um, done our post-show for 296, which if you've not watched yet, I suggest you go and watch that or listen to that now. Um, but there was some, a kind of hangover of stuff that we haven't really sort of talked about. It was a big weekend for, for MMA. So there was the 2024 press conference, which provided yes. loads of, uh, of gossip. Um, and then... Dana has announced a lot of fights uh, essentially around UFC 299. So we thought we'd jump on for a, a little mini bonus episode and, and yes. talk about some of that. So, I mean, I'm inclined to sort of start at the at the press conference um, where at, at that conference was Sean Strickland, um, Drickus, uh, Volk, Cheeto, um, and uh, who else was there? Uh, well, to anyone that hasn't seen our post-296 episode, seen show, I was in Disneyland. You was. So I did not see this uh, press conference, I'm afraid. But I'm aware of a lot of uh, some of the stuff that went down. But it was like, it was, a, it was a Volk, Tapuria, Cheeto, Vera, Strickland, Duplessis. Yes. Uh, was there anyone else or was that mainly it? Uh, that, was, that was it, yeah. That was it. Um, uh, I'm sure, yeah, of course I didn't mention Sugar. Uh and the the whole, as you can imagine, the whole press conference. Um, if if Colby Coventon wasn't talking enough shit um, at yeah. the uh, the pre-fight conference, uh, Sean Strickland uh, stepped up and took the bat and, and run with it. Um, and it was just more disgusting talk. And the, he he was there any specifics from Strickland? Because having not watched it. The aftermath of what mm. went on at that press conference, 
I've seen more horrible things said to Strickland yeah. than from Strickland. So, but, but what did Strickland say? Uh, he literally just, he likes the sound of his own voice a lot. Uh, and he didn't pause. He just was just, it, I'm trying to remember if there's anything that was really mean. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. It's just really mean. He's just mean. He's a meanie. Like, um, but, he was just starting everyone, and it's like, well, what's your beef with O'Malley? Like, what, like, you know, is it just column inches? I don't know. As we've mentioned on the previous show, <laughs> is I, it because he represents the new modern man, O'Malley? Whereas Sean Strickland's like old school. I've got a shaved head, and I'm a big burly man that likes to do the man dance and all this kind of stuff. Whereas O'Malley's like, I'm going to colour my hair purple and wear leather jackets and things that are, you know. I don't no. think like, I don't think Strickland's about that. I think he is, as you say, that kind of alpha douche that that I don't think we need in mixed martial arts. I, I think it paints a really grotty picture. And I know on the previous show you've alluded to, you know, uh, probably, a, and I listened to him on Joe Rogan where he, he speaks about his upbringing, and it was unorthodox. Uh, and and as you, to echo what you said, it doesn't excuse his behaviour. Um, but maybe it paints a, a wider picture of why he's uh, uh, such an idiot. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not on board with it. And and it, and it seemed that Drickus weren't that bothered initially in getting in, in sort of too involved in it. Um, I thought them two would get on quite well. Yeah. I but, oddly thought that Drickus and Sean would sort of... But I think they've. I think I've seen them say stuff yeah. previously about like, oh well, he's a man's man, and you know it's all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm surprised to see that this has become yeah. as, as beefy as yeah. it has got. Do you reckon you're a man's man? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> look at me. I'm wearing a David Attenborough Christmas jumper. I mean, I'm absolutely not a man's man. No, um, I, I don't think Sean would. Would I don't think I do well with Sean Strickland. No, at all. no, and and I think like. I don't like people that carry themselves like that. It's a bit bullyish, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it's not my thing. And uh, yeah, so it, the the the, the, uh, the O'Malley beef just kicked off, and then obviously the Dricker stuff kicked off. Uh, to Purier, I, I think people, I felt a bit sorry for him because people seemed a bit reluctant to ask him questions. A right. because of the language barrier, maybe, um, but because there was so much going on when you've got yeah. O'Malley and Strickland. Like, why stars. are you going to ask other people yeah. questions? Because... I mean, even Volk, who's a huge star in, like, a pound-for-pound pound fighter, but he's not a crazy character. No, like, he's, he's a nice he's like guy. He's a normal nice bloke. Yeah. And, um, which, and if, if yeah. you're media press, you want that. So, you know, we yeah. saw it firsthand at some of the media days, yes, how, how some of them work. And it's, you know, it's it's very... They're trying to take you up a path, and they, you know, and, and a lot of these fighters, certainly people like Sean Street, they play into it like yeah. so easily. And yeah, again, though, let's just for to look. I I have come on this show and said I don't like Strickland's the homophobic stuff, the misogynistic stuff, all of that. I mean, if you're a big fan of his, fine. But the facts are he has said some things that aren't right. But in this instance, having not watched the press conference, yeah. 
from what I've seen on social media, it seems more like he was a victim of some of the kind of horrible stuff because it sounded to me like O'Malley and Drickus might have said some things alluding to Strickland being sort of sexually abused mm. and stuff like that, which is... Mm. Just to, to use that. Mm. We're talking about Colby in our previous mm. episode and what he used about Leon's dad and all mm. that kind of stuff and how out of order that is. I think this has got to be right up there. If Again, I don't know how, how much Strickland has come out and actually said about his upbringing and what actually happened. I don't think he's necessarily been overly explicit about details. He, he, I think, he talks about some very... Um, Unpleasant stuff on yeah. the the Rogan episode that he guessed right. on. He's 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 uh, well, as we've seen, he's he's not backwards in coming forwards with opening his mouth, and and he and he talks. It's a, it's an interesting listen, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I just think again to reference what we said about Colby in the previous episode, the UFC needs to manage these situations because yeah. if people are are trying to get one up on somebody talking about child abuse or, or yeah. deceased relatives and things like that. They need to look at the wider picture and 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 just kind of blanket in it in, hey, it's the fight game, you know. No. Uh, that that's not the way to deal with it. And and what's interesting is if you look at the the, the stuff from the weekend, you know, on socials, most of it is dominated by Sean Strickland and Drickus brawling. Um, well, yeah, in, well, that's in, the same. In, Look, in so the what, what was said at the press conference has led to, and Dana White admitted he was the idiot that sat them together. Um, was that a mistake? Was it a mistake? Well, quite. I mean, again, we mentioned in, in the, the previous episode, uh, Post 296, how Dana White came out and said, as much as he doesn't agree with what Colby said about Leon's dad, pay-per-view numbers went up 25% after he said that. So... He's laying the groundwork here for bad behaviour, effectively, for want of a better phrase, earning you more money and, and, and doing well for business. So when these guys are up there and they're going as far as to talk about child abuse and stuff like that, which, I mean, it does, genuinely, I, I kind of can't believe I'm saying this. I sort of feel like I'd be on Strickland's side in this instance if all that stuff is true, having not mm. properly seen it. But... If that is the case, then as you said, the UFC, I think they do need to do a little bit more about that. Um, it's you not look at, right. You, you look at the audience that, that, you know, the age bracket of people that love mixed martial arts, you know, it's quite a young audience. And, and I'm not suggesting, you know, they're, they're all children, but there will be a lot of teenagers that are loving this. And that is not the sort of thing no. that they should be looking towards from from world champions yeah you know they should conduct so so or if you suffer abuse it's like well this kind of stuff makes you think you better keep your mouth shut otherwise you're going to get the mick taken out of you on really, top of not, not, not only are you going to get abused at home if you talk to anyone about it you might get the mick taken yeah. out of you so it, don't talk about it keep it keep it to yourself because like, it's viewed as like a weakness exactly yeah. which is just ridiculous and we yeah. think you know we're nearly in 2024 we should have come way further than that yeah. as a society and i think the vast think, majority think, uh, of society yeah, has absolutely unfortunately mma yeah. is just back a few steps you know which is this is really <laughs> concerning and it's, and it's the it's the thing i hate most about this sport i love this sport i love most of the characters in it i think there's some really good people that get hard rap because unfortunately this kind of stuff makes bigger headlines. Um, but there's wonderful people in this sport doing great things for charity. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you have to cover 
stuff like this as well, which, which yeah. kind of pulls it down. And, uh, and maybe we need to do a better job of I, I, like I, I, highlighting I, I, some of the, the I, I better aspects so. of the sport. But I'm, it's difficult to find out about them when all the column inches are taken up by this kind of stuff. Yeah, I know we've got the clip ready to show, but I'm reluctant to show it. I don't think we, people need to see it. I think most people have seen it. And I think... Is this the, 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 the actual brawl? The, the, in the, the, uh, the brawl that happened um, in, in the crowd because they were... Um, Drickers was obviously literally sat behind Sean Strickland. Uh, the only people in between that was... What looked like Pantoja's children. I thought, yeah, I thought it was yeah. Pantoja's kids because he um, had the kid with the, the really like, big hair, hair, didn't he? Yeah, it? yeah and, and he was in there with Pantoja. So I'm assuming yeah. it's Pantoja's kids. Um, and I know that, that some of the press refer to it as, as uh, Gilbert Burns' kids. I mean, if Gilbert Burns' kids just got in the octagon at the end just to get on camera, that's incredible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'd be great. But, um, you know, and, and people are almost going, oh, it's nice of Sean Strickland to, to, you know, move the kids out of the way before he jumped on top of uh, Drickers and yeah. just panned him on the top of his head. Um, and, and I don't, you know, these are grown men. These are the pinnacle of, of, of that division. Yeah. That's the champion and, and you know, the, the person that's fighting for that belt. It's just gross, but 100% guarantee. Who's interested in, in, in the casual fans of watching Drickers fight? No one. Right? He's not a casual fans, like, either, he's probably yep. not even on their radar. Sean Strickland... I mean, I'm still stunned that we're talking about the fact that he's a champion, you know. And yes, he's got a bit of draw because of more about the dumb shit he says rather than his fight style. Yes, mm -hmm. you cannot take away what he done to Izzy, you know. It was bizarre, but mm -hmm. it happened. Drickers versus Sean Strickland, is that a big fan for uh, fight for, um, that's going to interest casual fans? Probably not. Is it now? 100%. Yeah. And the UFC, you know what they're going to do. That whole, like, trailer, everything in the media build-up is going to showcase that. Showcase mm -hmm. that brawl in the crowd, which all that does is send a message to other fighters like, look, you want to get some, some, some views on your, your fights, steam into them. Steam into them, uh, you know, when, when, you, when you're sitting there ringside. You know, when you're sitting amongst other people's families and that, just jump on him and start smashing yeah. him in the top of the head. There should be fines. There should be 100%. fines, whether it's the Nevada Commission because they're fighters at an event in yeah. Nevada or whether it's the USC, there should be fines for that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, just because people are fighting in the cage doesn't mean they have to carry that kind of stuff outside of the cage. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe we're in the minority, but I know that we're the type of people that like fighters that are... Professional. Like, well, Volk, Arnold Allen, yeah. people, people that like, yeah, they'll give it a little bit, trash talk, whatever, but they know where the line is. They yeah. don't cross it. I mean, Arnold doesn't even really do trash talk. I was going to say, when, yeah. when have I ever no, Arnold yeah. Allen do trash He's talk? He's just a really nice guy. <laughs> but the people that are just really nice people that you yeah. go, oh, I'd like to go to a beer, for a beer with them. Yeah. I would never go for a beer with Sean Strickland. And probably, I'd probably say something that he found, I don't know, too liberal yeah he would not like our views yeah, mate so uh, so it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be for me Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But, um, well, look, we've covered that. You don't want to yeah. show the brawl. I, I don't understand so. that I don't completely. Think so. Um, so in, in the sort of fallout of that, um, Dana then announced some, some huge fights yes, uh, for, for UFC uh, 299. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, is that some lineup? I mean, yeah. Well, Sean O'Malley, Marlon Vera, too. We've talked about that yes. in a previous episode yes. when that got announced. Um, the undercard, as you say, though, is looking phenomenal. Uh, so let's, let's start with this, right? Because uh, for those that can't see, I've just pulled up a picture. Um, and it's Kevin Her- uh, Holland versus Michael Venom Page. Yes, please. Yes, please. I mean, funnily enough, when we had him in the studio to chat yeah. about his potential move to the UFC, uh, if you haven't seen that episode, go and check it out. Uh, but uh, when we were talking to him, we were listing a few people that we thought might be good fights for him, whatever. Yeah. Kevin Holland, I don't remember coming up, actually. Why not? It makes, it's so, it makes so much sense. It's such a great fight. They're both good. I mean, Kevin Holland has got very good jiu-jitsu, uh, uh, but I don't think he'll be taking this fight... I don't think he'll be able to take this fight to the ground, I would I, hope. I want I don't that think gentleman's agreement again. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's been burnt by that before, hasn't he, yeah. Holland, when he fought Wonderboy? Yeah, but I like that. <clears throat> I just want to see a stand-up war. I, I think this will be great, and I think it'll be a really fun fight. I just hope that, uh, you know, MVP going in there at, what, like 36, 37 mm. now, MVP? That he's still, you know, as explosive as he as he was, and you know all that kind of stuff. Taking mm. a bit of time out, and now he's on a really big stage. There will be pressure on this fight. But when we spoke to him, he just seemed like so. Again, another guy that seemed like such a nice, humble, lovely bloke in Michael Venom Page. Unless you're cyborg. Unless you're cyborg. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, was like such a nice guy. I, I think that he won't let the pressure get to him too much of, of the occasion of it being UFC. and uh, He's been on some big stages in some big fights. Uh, he has, you but know. this, you could argue this could be the biggest stage of them all. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, but the, if, if you ever have to pick a fighter that looks like he's there to, to give the crowd mm. what they want, he loves the audience. You can tell. Yeah, he does. You know, I bet he's already thinking about his celebrations. 100%, and, which would be great fun. And yeah. um and you know Kevin Holland's going to talk. Yeah. He's going to talk. He's going to get something out of MVP. Whether MVP wants to be respectful or whether he wants to give some trash talk, whatever he wants to do, it's going to be good fun. I cannot cannot wait for this. I really hope that he does well in this fight and leads him on to even bigger and better fights going forward in the UFC. Um, what's uh, next on your list? Oh, yeah. So for the bantamweight, Stu just pulled up uh, Piotr Jan versus uh, Song Yudong. 
I was really hoping for Jan versus Figueiredo, but that fight now not happening. I think that's a better fight than this. I, what I did liked you make the of Yidong's, fight. Uh, last time out in the octagon? I, uh, I, I didn't think it was overly exciting. I'm trying to think who he fought now. I'm trying to remember. He fought... Chris Gutierrez, unanimous decision. Did he use a lot of wrestling in yeah. that fight? Yeah. Yeah. Gutierrez, I think, was very good kicker, Gutierrez. Goes to the leg kicks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that, um, yeah, this was always going to be uh, a thing where Song Yudong uses that kind of team alpha male approach of get uh-huh. the wrestling going. But Song can crack. Yeah. Like, he's got you know, he's a really phenomenal... Uh, Striker, he's got good boxing, good power in his hands. So I think this could be really interesting. And obviously, Yarn now you is want, on. You want to talk good boxing, though? Well, yeah, but Yarn is on a three fight losing streak. Aljo, Sean O'Malley, Marab Devalishvili, two splits, and then a unanimous decision. Song Yudong, very different style to all those guys. Um, this, this is, a, I think, this is a, a, a well matched fight insofar as Yarn needs a win over somebody pretty decent and I think this is a you know a, a step up for for, for your dong <laughs> <laughs> giggling like school kids was so immature Stuart Whiffin immature Any, anything more you want to say about your dong no. okay well then let's move on uh, let's move on to another fight what other fights have we got on your uh, on your little keyboard there okay um, oh yes so Ian Gary was obviously out of his fight against Vincente Luque. You're still laughing at your dong. Oh, Jesus. God, I've just gone. I've gone, mate. Oh, um, dear. You're a 50-year-old man. Oh, no, mate. It's pathetic. Uh, so, Luque was the fight that was going to happen, right? Yes. Gary gets uh, pneumonia. pneumonia and uh, can't fight. Instead of rebooking the Luque fight, Dana White said something about Luke being offered a bunch of fights and he turned them all down. So I don't know what was going on there. But was the Jeff Neal fight initially going to be his Before next fight? Before Neil Magny. That's right. And he got changed right. to Neil Magny. That's where Ian Gary put up that, had that t shirt with Jeff Neal's mugshot on That's it, right. which again. <sighs> Not something I would do. Not something I was a fan of. But I wonder. It's not bringing in family or anything, so maybe it doesn't cross a line. I wonder what's going to happen now with that kind of behaviour because I think Ian was doing that, and then he he done all the stuff against Magni, and, and people like Neil Magni. You know, I, I think he made a sort of flippant comment, Magni, and I think Ian Gary pounced mm-hmm. on it, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think sort of since then he's. You know, I mean, make no mistake, Ian Gary has always been lovely to us and has been very supportive of the podcast, as has Layla. Um, but he come out of that fantastic win over Magni, like, mm. you know, took him to school. But in that meantime, the world of, of you know, MMA has just turned on him. It like, really massively. has. And, I, mean, I think unfairly in a lot of ways as well, particularly with regards to his wife. Again, I think the line is, and even Dana White's come out and said, the line is family. You don't yeah, bring family it, yes, into it. Yes, Dana, but what are you going to do about it? Yeah, anyone can talk it, you know, but he's just talking, you know, the same as them. You've you got, you got to walk it and you've got to, you know, reprimand people for doing that and... and and make them accountable for what they're doing, and it's not happening. And and I wonder, you know, it, it looks to me that it's been unfair. I mean, I, I was um, on YouTube uh, at the weekend, and I and I put in Ian Gary, and there was people that had set up like YouTube vlogs where they're literally just referring 
to 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 Layla with just like insanely derogatory terms, like and just saying like this is what she's done, this is what she's done, this is what she's done. You know, he's a cuck and all of this stuff, and it was like fucking hell. Like you've given up like an hour of your time to just absolutely destroy these people, and it's got you know thousands and thousands of plays and it's like but that's why then isn't and, it and, they're, and they're, exactly they're, why and I know that you know we're, we're not that style we don't want to make money off of just being nasty about people that's not our not our vibe absolutely but other people they're, they're more than happy to do it if it means a, a but, pound I, I, but I do think that yes that's always going to go on because that's out of you know the organisation's control, but when it's within the organisation through people that have, you know, contracted to that organisation, I think there should be something in place to kind of, you know, project the sport in such a better way. And It won't happen under Dana White. No, 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 no. So to, to, to move things on, I'm, I'm really interested to see how Ian's going to come out of this when the media starts again because he's famously sort of took a video camera everywhere he's gone and documenting this stuff at gyms and I believe that was part of the problem at Renegade. Well, that was another... That was one that was maybe his fault. Yeah. I think a lot of the, the stuff about his wife and all that, I'm just like... And him taking the name... like he's, he's explicitly said previously he took the name because Layla has an older child from a different marriage and he wanted them all to feel like a family. It's nothing to do with anything else or being bullied into it by his wife or anything. It's, it's a really lovely thing for him to do for this young boy that wants to feel part of this new family. And I think it's very obvious that a young child, when parents have split up, mum's with someone new and they've had another baby, might feel an element of, oh, am I sort of being replaced? Or I mean, we're talking about children here. And Ian's done a really lovely thing of taking on... Uh, that name to make that child feel part of the family. Yeah. I think that's a really nice thing to do. Um, so the stuff on that, I, I just think it's ridiculous, the amount of people jumping on it. But the gym what? stuff, the gym stuff, I'm sort of, I sort of get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that he's just got caught up in it a bit. And I think all of a sudden, you know, he's on an absolute tear. Everybody's excited about Ian Gary. Yep. And I think he's just got a bit caught up in the moment. And I think, like anything, when, you know, all of a sudden you get put on a pedestal, there's a lot of people waiting to knock you back down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happened. I think he's just gone, this is great. I can do my thing and like, and it's all going brilliant. I can go from gym to gym in my family. I've got the best life. I'm on a tear in the UFC. And I think people are like, yeah, he's getting a bit too big for his boots. Let's just like bring him back down to earth a little bit. And and it's it's an ugly part of, of, of the way the world works like that. And and I think but he's been brought down with a bump and, and it just feels a bit a bit worrying and, and, and I worry how it's gonna affect his performance, how it's gonna affect the way that he carries himself moving forward. Is he gonna be reluctant to kind of sort of say and do as much because he's being dragged over the coals every time he says anything or does anything? Is he gonna be worried that, you know, for 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 you know taking his wife to to camps or to events, like you know, because I, see, I don't think he'll be as concerned about his behaviour or what he says. Because I think when you talk, Ian's so confident. He's human, so I'm sure this stuff will be getting to him. Because again, it's about family and all that kind of stuff. But I think when it comes to like him going somewhere with his wife or whatever it is, I can think that would be. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The, uh, a worry for you 100%. because it doesn't take much for just a bunch of fans at an event to shout something over and it affects her it affects the kids you know all that and kind of stuff it would affect so, his pride and it affects his pride I mean he can't just go around smashing up a bunch of fans because they've said something like you can't do that so oh, there'll be other people watching this going yeah but words have consequences but if he does that but, he'll end up you know but this is my point so does it change the way that he carries himself and the way that you know he operates will he be more reclusive even more, you know, just, you know what, I'm just not going to bother putting myself in that situation. I think as a, on his own, no. But I think when it comes to stuff with regards to Layla, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. But a, a lot of it all seems very unfair. But the, the gym stuff, because Dave Lavelle was on the MMA Hour a bit recently and he was saying that it was more about Ian's always late for sessions, he's bringing in the cameras, he's doing all that stuff and just didn't have the right attitude for the gym. Now, I don't know what happened to him at Killcliffe. At Killcliffe, um, I don't know if he was asked to leave or if he just left. But if he was asked to leave, and I'm not saying that's the case, he might still have a wonderful relationship with Henry Hooft and, and everyone at that gym. But if he was asked to leave, then that is the gym in Ireland. The, um, what was it? Chris Fields gym, was it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Team KF. Renegade. Maybe Kilcliffe, I don't know. It's not a great look to have had Jim say... You know, we're parting ways with you. And these or, people or talk without the without the sort of furore of the media. They talk yeah. anyway. You yes, know, I'm sure it's a very small community. Mm. And, uh, and and like you say, if you have been sort of told that three gyms and, and move on, we, you know, we was at that fight. You know, for the cage warrior strap, where he had no corner. Paul Hughes mm. cornered him. He had no yeah. corner um, because they just went nah. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was for me. I don't think anyone ever really got to the. The, the, the bottom of that and uh, yeah yeah um, but I think if we sort of park up all of that outside the octagon and look at him as a fighter inside the octagon he's looked incredible and, and I oh, think this fight this fight interests me a little bit more than the Luke fight um, you know I think there was that kind of you know gym buddies thing where they were very mm-hmm. they were mates and stuff like that and and so there's a little bit of beef between these two, as we've seen. I think there's more adversity to overcome, not just outside of the cage, but inside the cage against Jeff Neal, who's someone you've got a little bit of beef with. And so I think that, that you're right. I think the Luke fight could have turned into a glorified spar. I mean, Luke very rarely does that. When Luke comes to fight, he comes to fight. Yeah. But I think Jeff Neal will want to knock out Ian Gary. And I think that gives Ian something more to worry about. And if he overcomes it, um, yeah, that's a that's a great thing. The, the thing is, if Jeff Neal comes swinging, I, I think Ian Gary is a very good counter puncher. He's a sniper yeah. with them counters. Um, 
I, I, I think Ian, Ian Gary is, is, is championship material. I, I mm-hmm. think in the years to come, we're going to, if he continues on that trajectory that he is inside the octagon, then uh, I expect very, very big things. Okay, right. Well, um, I guess let's just move back uh, on the old picture front there to uh, that little picture of our uh, lovely faces. Um, so let's have a little look at um, some other stuff on the card. So we've, we've spoken about um, Vera. One of the other fights that was. Um, Announced was Gilbert Vern, uh, Burns versus Jack Melladana. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Jack Della Madalena. Jack Della Madalena. Jack Della Madalena. Um, so, Della Madalena. Um, <laughs> so, Della Madalena is ranked 11th. That's the fastest anyone's ever said that mm. name. Della Maddalena, uh, it's ranked 11th, and Gilbert Burns ranked 4th, so big step up for, for JDM. Um, if he can do that against Burns, he's got to be in there with a, you know, one away from a title shot, if 100%. not, next fight could be a title shot. Uh, I'm trying to see uh, who he fought in his last fight. I think it was a, a last-minute replacement where he fought someone and maybe didn't do amazingly well, but still got the win, if memory serves. Uh Oh, that was it. No, yeah, so he, he fought Basil Havez on short notice and got that win by split decision. Then fought Kevin Holland and got a win by split decision. So he's gone from four first-round finishes in a row in the UFC to then two split decisions. Um, so it'd be really interesting. Gilbert Burns, by far and away, the toughest fight Jack will have will have had. It's a big step up, It's isn't a it? huge step up, really, when you think his last fight was short-notice guy and then uh, uh, Kevin Holland. Huge step up. Uh, Gilbert Burns been fighting killer after killer, really. Uh, you know, lost to Usman, win over Wonderboy, lost to Hamzat, win over Magni, win over Masvidal, lost to Bilal Mohamed before uh, the Usman fight, win over Woodley, win over Maya. Like, he's fought best of the best yeah, yeah. at the time. I know not all of those fighters have stayed at the top end, like your Woodleys and stuff like that, but they're still quality fighters. So yeah, huge step up for Jack Della Maddalena, but if he wins it, then he's in there. That's it. He's, he's a welterweight contender after that. Um, so I don't know how that fight's going to go, but certainly really, really, really interesting. Curtis Blades versus uh, Jay and Almeida. Yeah. That, to me, is the fight that had to be made at heavyweight. That, to me, is a number one contender fight for Tom's interim belt. I think the way the heavyweight division plays out is Jones versus Miocic will happen, unfortunately. I did Both. see, uh, I did see um, Adam Catterall speaking to Dana, um, and he said right. uh, that they role-played. Uh, it was quite good. He, he was doing an impression of Tom uh, and was saying, like, you know, whilst Jones is injured, can I fight Stipe? And he's like, no. And he won't have a drop of it. Like, so that fight, as you say, it's Jones and, and Stipe is going to happen. And uh, and I think it leaves Tom, you know, in a bit of a weird spot, you know. And and I think, I don't know, it sounds like Garn don't want that. And uh, Garn doesn't want what? Aspinall. Yeah, he'll want, he want him now that he's champ. You think? Yeah, I think he's even messaged him on oh, really? Twitter or whatever, yeah. Okay. Because um, he did, he swerved him yeah. at the Paris thing. Yeah, yeah. Because he wanted to fight someone ranked above him. Right. But now Tom's the interim champ, so he's the guy. So I think Manchester, we will see 
Tom versus Garn for the interim belt. Jones versus Stipe will happen when Jones is healthy and both will retire. And then Aspin will need a contender and that contender, I think, is either Blades or Almeida. And I think Blades is arguably the biggest threat to Tom Aspinall. Obviously, he has a win over him, but it's a you know weird, contentious leg injury win. But just the makeup of, of I Blades. I completely agree. He's athletic. He's a very good wrestler. His striking's not as good as Tom's, but I just think he's he's athletic as well. And like these kind of big athletic heavyweights, that's what Tom lords over them with a lot of the time, is that athleticism and the fact that he's so well-rounded. Blades... Maybe not as good a striker, but a better wrestler. Tom probably better with his submissions. I think that's a really interesting fight. Almeida, very good grappler, but it just did that lay and pray over Derek Lewis oh. over five rounds, which was very boring. But also his size. Almeida's not big enough to really compete. And, and I, I think this will show us a lot. Almeida won't be able to just grapple the hell out of a Curtis Blades that's probably a good what, two stone heavier than yeah. him or something like that? And a very decorated or, or good wrestler. Um, so I think if Almeida gets through Blades, then wow, Almeida, yeah. great job. You're next up for the belt and that'll be really interesting. But I think if Blades wins, which I think he will, then we've got something really good on our hands for an interim title between Tom and uh, and Curtis Blades in a rematch uh, maybe towards the end of the year if, if yeah. Blades, if uh, Aspinall beats Garn in Manchester, maybe they do something November MSG. Maybe they do November MSG, Jones, Miocic, Aspinall versus Blades, and it's kind of a nice passing of the torch from the current heavyweight champ to the interim heavyweight champ. Absolutely. Um, there's some other fights on the car, which um, we'll, we'll, I'm sure, obviously, when we get closer to that event, we'll uh, we'll do a deep dive. Um, Pedro Munoz is fighting Kyla Phillips. Um, Catelyn Chukagian is fighting Macy Barber. Mm-hmm. Um, Gamrot uh, versus RDA. Oh, what a fight that that's is. That's a great it? fight, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that's taken me by surprise <clears> a bit. Who did Gamrot beat Fiziev in the last fight? I know, again, that was a slight kind of like injury fight, but I really rate Gamrot. I think Gamrot's a phenomenal fighter. He's ranked, where is he ranked right now? Uh, Gamrot is ranked 6th, RDA is ranked 11th. So, he's fighting back in the rankings, Gamrot there, but I mean, he's fighting a former champ and a bit of a legend, so maybe that's alright for him, but I, I, I have to say, I do think, uh, I do think Gamrot's uh, my choice to win that fight. I, 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 I agree. I agree. And if I was Gamrot, I'd be thinking, I'd much rather fight uh, RDA, uh, who's ranked at number 10, than start messing around. Um, sorry, he's ranked... Uh, is he ranked? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, number 11, RDA. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather that than uh, start looking at number 12 because I would not want that Benoit Saint-Denis heat no. coming at me. No, but I mean, Gam- Gamrot's got some really great wins under his belt. I mean, you're... I mean, Diego Ferreira, Armand Sarukian, even though I actually think Armand won that fight, lost to Benil Dariush in a decision uh, loss, which I do think he lost. But then Jalen Turner win, Rafael Fazil, Fazeev win, but it was a leg injury. I think 
Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe this is a good fight for Gamera, actually, on second thought. I was a bit unsure about it, but now I'm looking at it and going, no, maybe he does need a good solid win over a veteran like RDA, and then he can push forward, hopefully, in the rankings. But it's just so difficult, a lightweight. You've got Gaethje, you've got Poirier, you've got, um, you know, Charles Oliveira. We've said before, the it's, 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 it's kind of locked up, isn't it, up yeah, there? And uh, yeah. I think, you know... Gamble's got to do some something pretty special to start finding himself right in the mix of them in them sort of upper echelons of that. Yeah, that I just division. don't see the the Poriers of the world taking that fight. This, really, this, which is I a don't shame. think it's on their. Uh, yeah, it, it's not in their interest to do that. I think there's no. not a big big earning fight, is it? No. All right. Well, look, we've been um, we've been recording for over half an hour. This was a little uh, Brucey bonus a little show. Brucey bonus for you there, guys. So, um, why not, if you've missed it already, go and check out our post-296 chat. Um, we've obviously spoke on this episode about MVP's move to the UFC. Uh, why not go watch our chat with MVP? Um, obviously, you can listen to all these shows as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But um, if you're listening and you've not had a watch yet, head over to YouTube and check out our new studio because it's lush. And, uh, and we've got some superstars coming in here in 2024. Um, have a lovely week. Thanks ever so much for listening. Please subscribe. Why not? drop us a message we're on instagram tiktok facebook and x um probably most we're both on uh, instagram probably more than anything and uh and our boy jamie is always uh manning the controls over there as well so sling us a message let us know what you think of the show let us know you know who you'd like to hear us chat to and uh, and we'll do our best in 2024 to keep growing this and uh, and giving you all that mma good stuff yeah. and uh, if you haven't subscribed please subscribe give us a rate and review and all that stuff and uh, we've got our Champions Prediction episode coming up soon I really hope they're getting you on that camera there <laughs> doing your little cross-eyed thing um, but uh, we've got our Champions Prediction episode coming up uh, just after Christmas before the start of the year we'll record that where we look back at our predictions for 2023 how well or badly we did and then we will predict our champions for 2024 at the end of 2024 uh, and so if you have your uh, suggestions of who you think might be champ at the end of 2024 sling us a message maybe we'll read some of them out uh, see who agrees with Stu who agrees with me and uh, we'll go from there and also we've got I think our fan question episode coming out some point soon absolutely. as well so uh, yeah enough to get you through Christmas absolutely we're getting you through Christmas and the new year period guys while the UFC and MMA is away and we will uh pick you back up in the in the new year with all some more lovely Stuff. violent things yes <laughs> bye bye